take two. <laughs> okay. It's like uh, I'm in. we we tried to ride the bike again, but we fell off. <laughs> My knees are scraped. Help. <laughs> Uh, today is Tuesday, February 8th, 2022. This is the producer's happy hour. It's still us. It's still two producers. We're still on opposite coast. We're still chatting over drinks about what it means to be a good producer. I'm Lawrence Lewis in Los Angeles. And I'm Sister Christian in New York in the snow. <laughs> and I know we took a few weeks down. I took a little bit to get into the year. It started off like everybody was very excited to work and it's just like, crazy right now. Um, but we're back to talk about everything affecting us and our community and all y'all. And all y'all. And we still want to hear from you. So please join the conversation. Producershappyhourgroup.com or email us at producershappyhour at gmail.com. Send us your questions, comments, your ideas for the show, anything you want to talk about. And don't forget to rate us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast because it makes, you know, science things happen in your computer where all of a sudden we show up on somebody who needs us and, you know, algorithms. It's very complicated. Algorithms (laughs) exist to spread the love. Exactly. And uh, we still love having office hours with you. So if you, we believe in mentorship and sharing information in this business. So if you are new to the industry or you're stuck somewhere in your career and would like to chat, hit us up. Same email address, producershappyhour at gmail.com and let us know you would like to have office hours with us. Yes. All right. So come clean, sister. Are you drinking today? I am not today. Today <laughs> I have a LaCroix. I We're, know how boring that is, but it just, you know, it's actually morning time for me right now because of all the work we've been doing. So we both have a LaCroix. I'm still, my dry January is lingering into February just because I feel so good. Oh, exactly. To continue it. And I shouldn't say dry. I should say moist, damp. <laughs> I've had a glass of wine here and there, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So uh, <laughs> cheers to your Lacroix. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> shout out to Tara Dolak over the moist. Just so you know. <laughs> so <laughs> well, that's good. That's like, how are you doing? Like, if you, I know that you. Um, we, we spoke about this in January. I know that you had dry January. So how are you feeling? I'm feeling great. So like I said, that's, that's been, it's been really refreshing. And then something else that I started to do this year, I started on the first, I, I, I joined a boxing gym. And, uh, oh, yes. Yes, yes. yes, yes. How's that going? It's been amazing. And I have to link back to all of our conversations about mental health mm-hmm. and how much physical activity how much I need it. And I forgot. I stopped going to gyms over the past two years, even three, because 2019 was such a busy year for me. I was, oh. I was never even home. Like I was always on a plane three, four times a month. Mm-hmm. And so I never, there was Same. no way I could ever be consistent at a gym. And I kind of forgot about it. And then the two years and the pandemic and then all the anxiety from jobs and just getting back and really working hard and changing up my diet and not drinking so much it's been it's been a, a really great thing that's helped me a lot with um with my with my mental health and my personal well-being Sounds rewarding you know it's been yeah. very rewarding how about you i know we, like like you said we came back 
but then we disappeared for a little while. We've not been consistent with our with our audience, which is like the biggest no-no of a podcast or social media or whatever. But here we are. What have you been doing? What have you learned? Tell us everything. <laughs> okay. So everyone's sitting down. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, <clears throat> I feel the same because I um, traveled all through um, the pandemic, basically, and I'm still splitting coasts, you know, New York and LA. And I feel like that doesn't give, you know, to you the or me the ability to have a routine right right and so you wind up not choosing yourself you wind up eating every meal from a restaurant Mm, not being able to cook for yourself you're always hitting somebody in a hotel bar for you know like oh the crew's in the bar let's Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. or whatever it may be you know like um we wind up not choosing ourselves right so things are okay i feel like I believe it was January 2nd was the Monday, you know, like the first was on a Sunday, January 2nd was a Monday. And I can't tell you how many client emails that I received that day. And we were not even back into the office until that Friday because we had worked up and, you know, we'd worked on Christmas Eve. Right. Yeah. And so, and it's been nonstop like that the entire time. But what I've been noticing is in myself, I've lost the desire or the ability to, to care. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> About Full boat honesty here. All, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. To care on anything. And that, that goes to, you know, like uh, what I'm choosing to eat, whether yeah. I'm choosing to drink or not, whether I'm, I've dropped a lot of things. Like I've paid attention to, and this this could be a little hint out there for a few of you. I've just paid attention to making all of my emails a little bit more direct mm. instead of a lot of flowery language at the beginning about yeah. um, hope you're well, you know, all that shit. Because <laughs> um, in the end, I'm noticing from everybody that nobody wants that right now. And I feel like it's a bigger thing about I'm in in my own little polling that I've spoken to all the people that I've spoken to. We're in this February slump right now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so we started off the year, like get, get back to work, get back to work, get back to work, did that. And then we, you know, the, the people who do new year's resolutions or try to change their life, they're, you know, that happened in January, whether you succeeded or not, it doesn't matter. You still tried. And then we're right now in February and it's like, well, fuck, is this how it's going to be? Like this gangbuster thing that we have for the holidays, uh-huh. we all took a little moment, and then now is this how it's going to be? We've we've lived with COVID for two years, <laughs> so here's my mental health going off the rails. We've lived <laughs> with COVID for two years. We're still having to fight for any kind of money to get tested, right? And then and and this, so now people want more, even more for less. They don't understand why they can't get it for less. So every conversation is about money, which nobody wants to talk about money. So those mm. are fun. And it just, it's, it's taking a toll on my ability to, my diplomacy is taking a hit. Ah. Yeah. Interesting. And I don't like that so much. I know I like, I've never used that as a tool. I've never used losing it as a tool. I don't think, you know, panic as we've talked about before is not something that you want to instill or have on a set in order to get shit, shit done. You don't need to. So panic is not something I use. And I'm always as diplomatic as I can be given the situation, always. But I'm even losing that art right now because of the what I feel is 
on the client's end pretending that they've never heard this before. That shit I'm just over with. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I, I want to say I, 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 that was lovely to hear the whole honest so. truth coming from you. And I just want to say before we get into the topic of the show, like we started this show, this podcast, you know, our goal was to talk about what we do because there is no mentorship. There is you don't learn from anybody. So, you know, we wanted to talk about how to be a good producer and what that meant. And what does it and take so to be a good producer? Too. So we can learn too and ask yes. others, ask crew, what do you need wardrobe stylist from a producer to do your best work, right? We're there to support mm-hmm. these creatives so they can make execute their best work and keep and we keep everything on track. And the show, we've done that. And then through the years, of course, we started right when COVID happened. The, the show grew into so much more behind the scenes of what it is to be a producer and, and on the mental gymnastics that we kind of go through and that we have to endure and we have to honor it and acknowledge to be able to to mm-hmm. put these massive projects together in very specific ways. Under duress is what I feel like. And under now. duress. Yes. Under duress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So thank you for for sharing all of that with us. And I just love having these conversations with you. And I think we, we get emails from people that that say it all the time, like hearing you two talk honestly about your emotional state, your mental state, and, and you know everything that happens to us as producers has been helpful for a lot of people. And I just, I, I think it's great. Oh, have you done this though? Okay. So then here's a list of things that I've done sometimes. And I'd like to know this, this rapid fire, whether you've done this or not. Okay. Like been on a Zoom, and we're all on mute these days. Like I started off as like, oh, I think you're on mute. Now so it's like you're on fucking mute. Yeah, come like on, learn. Somebody tried to talk, right? Yeah. So I will I will turn my camera off and I'll scream and then come back. <laughs> <laughs> have you done that? The no, other thing I'll do is I like not. okay, or sometimes <laughs> I'll or I will turn my camera off and go, Are you fucking like just like Get it all out. Are you fucking kidding me? Am I doing this fucking again? And then I come back in and I'm like, no, of course. I um, I understand where you're coming from, but we've definitely had this conversation before. Yeah, it's just, yeah, I've been getting through it and it's not been great. So we're all done. We're all done. The one Zoom tip that I learned that I think was really helpful, especially during the early part of the pandemic, was, you know, you have a coffee mug, right? You blow mm-hmm. on it. So that way everyone thinks you're drinking tea, not wine. (laughs) There was a visual for the people listening to the podcast. Oh, shit. Okay. Okay, well, here's one. Okay, so I had to have a group meeting. Okay. Confidential. All right, so y'all don't tell no one. I had a group meeting in January where... um, Four of us on the group meeting decided that every time one person said one thing, which we knew it was going to happen, we would all take a shot. <laughs> but we had to do vodka so it looked like water. <laughs> so, I know. I know. I feel oh. bad, but I also don't because it absolutely helped us to listen. It did. Yes. <laughs> and to be present. Yes. And we were going and through a lot back then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and to be joyful um, by the end of the call. It was great. So that's another tip for y'all there you there. Go. Pro Insider tip. tip. <laughs> All right. We got a lot to talk about, so we're going to get into it. 
I just, I would like to make a whole show about Zoom projects. Zoom. <laughs> we'll just do a side show about that, yeah, please. That's a whole episode. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. So, you know, you alluded to it earlier in the conversation, expectations, money. Yes. There's a whole bunch of COVID shit we're going to talk about. There's just so much. But mm-hmm. let's start with, let's talk, let's first, I got to say, I, I went to buy just a handful of groceries at the grocery store the other day. Oh, shit. And it was like $180. And I'm just like. Yeah, it's like it literally like yeah. one bag. So yeah. relate that to, you know, what we do in our day-to-day of producing. Right. Cost of everything is up. Uh-huh. Supply chain is down. Budgets are needing to reflect that. And from what I'm hearing, they're not. And also there's this massive labor movement that's happening right now. And everybody wants better rates because rates have not been, have not increased since 2000. I mean, except of course, IATSE goes up 3% a year, which is still behind inflation. So don't get me started. But yeah, and and you've you I've been kind of on a long term project, but you've been having more conversations with clients and people and things. So what have you what have you been hearing? Okay, so um, I don't know if anybody out here has ever worked for like the like a bigger um, corporate entity, say uh, you know Vice Mm -hmm. or Condé Nast or um, New York Times had um, something that they, or Wall Street Journal, they all have these like little production in-house studios where they can do, you know, three minute videos that are, they just churn that shit out like this, right? Mm -hmm. And so wisdom or theories by Sister (laughs) Christian. So all of that, you know, leading up to even something like BuzzFeed um, up until like 2018, 2019 were all like this thing that was happening. And I think that in part two of this, in addition to that, there's all the streaming services that have a special contract and they can do things cheaper too because they're just streaming. Lo and behold, they're full on movie and television studios. studios. They're studios. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not turn our eyes to that. Mm-hmm. Coming out of this, um, the the demand, as we know, for content is huge. Mm. People are watching all kinds of shit, scrolling all day long on their phones. That the the thought that you can do a job for, let's say, you know, like just a quick little send a DP down, a couple cameras, do an interview, five grand. Mm-hmm. Those days are long gone. But that's what I'm beginning to hear this year is like this, um, oh, we can do it for cheaper, blah, 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 you know, like all this. No, we can't because there's testing, but also we can't. There's this huge, massive labor movement going on right now. Yeah. People who might have been willing to do, let's say, 600 for 12, and I'm quoting five years ago. Yeah. 600 for 12, and I'm a gaffer, but I can also do some downloading. I know a guy in um, New York, his name's Rob fantastic sound guy he can also do some <laughs> key. i don't know if you heard of him or not but rob could also also did a little work as a dit before he became a sound guy so sometimes you know like people like him were willing to pay him more to do two jobs uh, now it's as if it's expected now um somebody comes on set they have to do three jobs and they're they only want to pay them 600 instead of like 750 you know, it's insane what I'm being asked now. And I'm just not sure that it's worth it. Oh, I know it's not worth it. I turn all that stuff down. Yeah. But who's doing it? They keep asking. I don't know. Like, who are we finding to do that? People are doing it. You know, it's 
Oh, I know this phrase is so overused, but it really, you know, it's the race to the bottom. Oh, yeah. Fast, good, or cheap. Yeah, right. All three, please. You know, this, <laughs> <laughs> this all happened in the music video era. Oh. You know, you used, to have a, you used to be able to have a career doing music videos, and I saw it happen. And I was like, oh, one day this is going to happen to commercials. Oh, yeah? And, you know... We're seeing it. We're seeing well, it. It's no longer commercials. It's content, right? It's not like commercials. It's content. Yeah, it's content. Commercials are like proper union commercials. They're still out there. They're you know obviously you can't do that kind of stuff on those. But not not a lot of them. No, there's still there are there's a lot of them. Well, I mean, but not a lot that used to have the budgets that they have. Oh, now no. every single one of them is a no. fucking fight to the bottom. Every single one is a fight. Yes. So even at that level, there's still the fight. Have you noticed this too, that sometimes the person that you're fighting is the EP of the company that you're working at versus the client? Which is just ridiculous. Yeah, so it's, it's almost as if the, the EP is on the client side pushing you to do something that you know, is, instead of it being like an ethical situation. I'm not calling out any other company or no. I'm not saying anybody in particular. No. I'm just saying I've had that experience before. I've had that experience before and I know... You know, we've spoken about this organization, Stand With Production, mm. right? And that's the organization, grassroots organization that's leading the charge to better the working conditions for production people in the commercial world. And I know they've come out with, a bun- with a, you know, kind of like new terms and conditions and new rates. An increase in rate because we're way behind. We haven't had mm-hmm. a raise since 2000. Mm-hmm. Then there's, th- uh, there's other kind of... Th- Things of like overtime and penalties and weekend penalties and all that. That's working conditions. You know, it's like, I don't want the overtime. I don't want the money. I just don't want to work 12, 14 hours a day every single day until the shoot day, weekends included. Maybe you're not a team player or budget friendly. Maybe I'm not a team player. I got to pick myself (laughs) up by my bootstraps. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But like, you know... I, I know uh, from just hearing conversations within the organization, I know a lot of EPs were taken aback and felt they were the ones being asked Single to pony out. up the money. Right. Because there shouldn't be a conflict between EPs and producers. We're all on the same side. We should be going to the ad agencies, who should then be going to the clients and just saying, well, yeah, you know what? It's over. Things cost more. $180 for a bag of, you know, greens and groceries and, (laughs) (laughs) you know, maybe one little thing of of ground beef. I don't know. What's going on? Let's compare it to a conversation that we've had, or you and I specifically, because of the type of producers we are, to um, a conversation we've had before with, say, our gaffer. Our gaffer comes to us uh, during the tech scout and says, I will not be able to do this creative in this way with this DP at this stage with the people power that you've given me. So a crew size. Mm-hmm. And so how do we fix this? So they come to us because we've, we've, we have given them the environment and been available to them to have an open conversation about what it'll take to do this job. So what I feel like what we're doing here is we're going to the people who hire us and say, we can no longer do the job that you're asking us to under the the impossible fucking parameters that you have set. And this has been a trend. Yep. So if we work together, we can fix this and uh, get on a better trend. 
but please do not get defensive about this because we're all in this right now. Right. And we're not right. attacking you. Exactly. What we're telling you is, is what you're asking us to do is no longer possible. And we collectively need to stand together and inform the advertisers, whether that's the ad agency or the client, that this is the new world we live in. Uh, yeah. And there is something to be said if you are telling a story or asking somebody a question and they immediately become defensive, it probably relates to them. <laughs> Just to, Very I know true. Like I swear Very to God, true. I've been asked questions before and I, I hit 11. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why am I getting defensive about this? Let, I mean, maybe it's just uh-huh. because of who what I is, am. What is it about oh, me? Wait a minute. Why am I? <laughs> maybe they maybe they have some truth and I'll go back to the person and say, okay, the reason why I got upset was because you're right. And I don't like being wrong. Right. Yeah. And so I feel like that's where we're at right now. <laughs> it's like, what do you, do you always turn that gaffer and go, no, you have to do it for this. It's like, well, wait a second. You, you don't though. The gaffer could quit. No. Like, No. They're there because they're a professional trying to explain to you what they're doing. The tools they need. Mm -hmm. Right? How to be a good producer. Gear. How to be a good (laughs) producer. See, it all still points back to our original show concept. (laughs) And all I'm saying is stop friggin' bidding $500 a day for craft service. It is going to be more. Cost consultants, do you hear? Do, do cost consultants go buy groceries? I think they probably do. They should understand. You know what? You and I, okay. How's this for an idea? I would love feedback on this from y'all. I would like to know, what if we started a cost consultant, cost consultant business where we actually go to the cost consultant companies and take them out on sets and explain everything to them so that they have a good idea of what goes on and then they can come back and advise all the exactly. people. Right. Why don't we have a cost consulting, cost consulting business? <laughs> and why stop there? We should be taking the ad agency producers yeah. and, and juniors, yeah. the junior producers and edu- educating mm-hmm. them on, on, on how, yeah. how, you know, it, it comes down to, to morals too and ethics, I do think. And I, I'm not going to go any deeper than saying that, you know, it takes all kinds of, all kinds of people are producers, but not all of them are ethical. Very true. Yeah. And so um, yeah. These, these, would, these tools would be fabulous if we were, if everybody had ethics and, and felt like they wanted to help society. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Next topic. California's indoor mask mandate will end next week for vaccinated people, Governor says. You know, Newsome, I just Governor Newsom, what are you doing? <laughs> I I well, uh, my hope, I haven't read the article. We're going to link it in the show notes. I'm hope is based on science. You know, we've been saying this all along for 2 years. Follow the science, follow the science. I hope that this is based on science and we have to follow the science. It, you know, at some point Science will say it's time and it's safe to do so. Hopefully that's the case. My understanding of the way capitalism works makes me doubt that that is the motive behind this uh, news announcement. But I have to read the article and, and I'll, I'll, I'll graze it here and see what it says. Just, to, you know, it, it's basically based, basically based on 80% of Californians are vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So after that, I feel like it's like, like after that, and it's only the mandate goes out for anybody who you don't have to wear a mask indoors if you're vaccinated. But that's, you know, more of on the honor system. So let's just say there's not going to be masks in public area, like nobody's gonna be doing it. 
So then that Endorse, goes yeah. on. Yeah. And so what does that affect? How does that affect our sets? Which it doesn't really like we can, to your point, we can, uh, we can still mandate things on our sets because, you know, or client base. Above and beyond exactly. whatever local, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Above and beyond local le- legislation. Yes, but I do think that pushback from the from some of the crew will become real apparent after next week. Yep. A lot of, yep. yeah. And then like, where do we go from there? So, and then is testing going to go next? So if the mask mandate's going, then what about testing? And there's been conversation about that. There has been, I think, and Hollywood Reporter, I think they're a little under fire because they put out a, a guest writer editorial piece, not a journalist, who wrote this thing about ending testing on sets, but they didn't label it as editorial. And so it looked like actual journalism, but it wasn't. Talking about ending testing on sets. A little in the quagmire there, but yeah, there is a conversation <laughs> about ending it because we are kind of the only industry that is still doing it. I want to go back to this article before we move on to that, though. The California Department of Public Health said in a press release Monday, which was yesterday, the state is continuing to work with education, public health, and community leaders to update masking requirements at schools to adapt to changing conditions and ensure the kids the safety of kids, teachers, and staff. Additional adjustments to the state's policies will be shared in the coming week. So this may not affect schools. We don't really know. They're going to talk about that a little bit later. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, yeah, less than 20% of the state's population remains unvaccinated, according to data from the health department. Yeah. Interesting. Well, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. So here's a here's a another quagmire for you, if uh, if I may. So you know, when we first started this COVID stuff, it added twenty to thirty percent to budgets. Then we were asked uh-huh. to make it fit into yes. the budget. So now, once those COVID costs are removed from budgets, is it going to mean that we've lost money? Interesting. I saw, I saw yeah. your face there, but now like my brain is already going, okay, yeah. so that $20,000 that we had that we were making work for COVID costs, now that that's gone, are we going to be turning in budgets 20 grand less? Yeah, it's like a- 20 grand. Well, you know, yeah. depending on the size of the job, you know, like, yeah. yeah. I mean, of course, we, of course, if we're not, if we don't have COVID costs, we should not be passing that along don't get me wrong but we were we were asked to cut in so many other areas to fit that money in now that money needs to come back to us but i don't think it's going to this is just the new thing that we're living under is this you know helplessness when it comes to expectations versus money i mean we know we've we've said it we've said it before we've we've given talks about it before you know, it through through several things that happened in the early 2000s, the SAG strike, a lot of things happened, uh, the 2008 economic collapse, a lot of things happened where all of a sudden we had to figure out how to do stuff non-union or cheaper Yes, in those early years of 2000. And we've never gone back. Never. So anytime there's there's been a, a way to do something cheaper, it doesn't go back. You just don't. Every time a production company says, okay, we'll figure out how to do a shoot day for $125,000. They're never going to come back to you and say, oh, guess what? We got three hundred grand for this one. No, it's one hundred and twenty-five dollars now. <laughs> hey, guess what? We have more for this one than you think. So great, <laughs> we, we're going to pay you back. Oh. We've squeezed and squeezed and squeezed. And, and uh, we had a lovely, you know, uh, summer of 2020 when we had an extra 20, 30, 60, 80, 100 grand to cover COVID costs. Then all of a sudden... You're like, oh, oh, all of it for this. Okay, all right. So, yeah. And once that 
money goes away because it's not needed, hopefully, based on science, yeah, they're not going to give it back to production. No. Like, no. Because, um, because and, you know, I'm going to get some hate over this, which is totally fine. But because the people who are outraged over, you know, you know, the blaming, which we weren't, just going to EPs and saying, we can't, that we're at our capacity, we can't mm-hmm, do this anymore, mm-hmm. are the ones who will allow it to happen. We, we have to be banded together in this. Yeah. Yeah, because the fir- our front line, our front line people, the people who are in the trenches, front line, are the people getting the jobs, which are the EPs. Right. Then, exactly. Yeah. So once that job's awarded, we all take over, but the people getting the jobs um, have to have something to say. And I think that the education is, they need to, they have to be willing to accept the education. <laughs> What Round of fuck? applause. <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> right. Sister. <laughs> okay, sorry, I got to end it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I mean, this, this, that's, where it, that's where it starts and that's where it needs to stop. Yeah, and, we ha- and I, I've found this often with people in general that we have to find where how they connect to it. And because, you know, often people don't believe what you're saying unless they've had a similar experience. So finding mm-hmm. how we can connect this feeling to the people who, you know, whether they came up through the ranks or whether they matriculated into the amazing position that they have, it doesn't matter. It's what is the thing that's going to make them believe that this is it this time? Because it is. I th- That's just for your use of the word matriculated. That was amazing. Oh. Thank you. <laughs> um. I got a few other, I got a few more 50 cent words, but I'll, I'll say them. <laughs> i love it and so yeah and this still it all points back to how to be a better producer like understanding stuff like that you know nuances and and how we talk to people how we maneuver through situations in this massive responsibility of assembling huge teams to execute very specific, very specialized skills mm-hmm. collectively on time and on budget. With a shitload of personalities. <laughs> With a shitload of personalities. It takes all that understanding to be able to do this. It does. Yeah. I also think that we're seeing a shift change in the age of EPs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I am not yeah. saying necessarily that the younger ones are better because that this is all they've known. I'm saying this is going to be a multifaceted assault and assault's probably the wrong word, but like (laughs) campaign, it's going to be a multifaceted campaign and in a bilateral way (laughs) in order to get (laughs) get the majority of people that we can understanding that this is not sustainable. Ooh, a second. You are so right. <laughs> I just, I'm just here for the, I'm right. Producers Happy Hour was created <laughs> with the help of Christopher Daniels, who is a branding and design specialist. He also created our logo and branding. And Kyle Pucci is a music composer for commercials, film, and TV. He created the show music. This episode is edited by Eric Beals. Thanks for listening. And we're back next week. Or maybe the week after that. We'll see. We're going to talk about a schedule. We'll talk about a schedule. Send us your voice recordings or your emails to producershappyhour at gmail.com. Christian, how do people get a hold of you directly? 
SisterChristianProduces.com and Lawrence, if they want you, how can they get you? Two ways, VoiceOfLawrence.com for my voiceover, LawrenceTLewis.com for producing. Bye. See you.